Hello, I'm Mr. Richards with My Accidental Homeschool, and um, I want to walk you through some of my process, um, what I'm thinking, how I'm thinking about it, um, as we're all going through this journey together. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I'm not the only thought in my head, the only voice being heard. So I've been doing some research. Um, I started this affinity diagram. Um, I've used affinity diagrams in education uh, mainly in planning stages, uh, curriculum planning, uh, school standards, uh, district standards. So we get normally what we do is we get a lot of stakeholders together, parents, students, community members, administrators, as well as teachers, and we brainstorm through these ideas. Um, but here, you know, I'm just one person and, um, I don't have the ability to brainstorm in a large group. So I'm using online resources to find information. And I'm going to share some of those, some of that information with you. If you're listening to this as a podcast, um, I will be reading off the stickies on this affinity diagram. Um, just so if you're watching the video, you might be able to read these yourself. Hopefully you'll, you're able to read these yourself. Uh, don't think that I'm just going over this to add time. I'm actually going over this because this will be also rendered down into an audio format uh, for a podcast. Anyway, so this uh, affinity diagram um, is made with Google's Jamboard, and I'm not sure that's the most efficient or best application for this process, but it's the one that I had. I'm kind of also exploring Google pro products just to see how that works. They're free products uh, for you to use, and if you're in a homeschool co-op, um, you can have access to that. If you're doing homeschool through districts, you can have access to that as well. Uh, for the for the most part, um, every school, every district I've ever worked in, and I've worked in several, uses Google products. So uh, they're there for you for free, typically. Um, anyway, we'll start with the first board here. Um, and I organized these boards. Uh, I, I, brainst I took these, these ideas out of other people's... Um, other people's stresses, other people's um, concerns about homeschooling, and I, I grouped them together. So this first board uh, is a group of like um, like objects. We have other boards in this series as well, a total of eight. And uh, let's try to go through some of these and then talk about general themes here. Um, potentially less structure lack of organization, homeschooling becoming school at home. I wasn't exactly sure what that meant, but I kind of feel like it fits in here. And then the lack of accountability affecting uh, children's ability to manage time. So these are all sort of structural organizational uh, aspects. And please forget the traffic as it drives by. Um, I'm 
I'm going to have to clean out my, my studio, my garage, and turn it into a studio uh, if I want to avoid all this noise. But for now, bear with me. Um, all these things uh, lead to concerns about structure and organization. And how do we deal with this? Uh, like I said, I've been working with Google products. Um, and you know, you don't have to go digitally. You can go uh, old school analog. You can write things down on calendars, write them in journals, planners, um, keep notes, keep track of time. I do like, you know, we're in a digital world. I, I think we're all probably comfortable with, uh, these things. So digital planners, Google calendar is great. And if you use it, uh, they have on the side, you can take notes, you can make lists, you can create reminders. Um, and those can even set notifications on your phone to make a, a sound, a ding. Okay, it's time to move on from English to math or, or, or um, whatever schedule you decide to create. Now, um, lack of accountability, the last one, um, it's right above my head here, right there. Uh, lack of accountability uh, affecting child's ability to manage time. That could have gone here, that could have gone in another uh, slide that we'll get to in a moment, but um, really, you know, that is an offshoot of organization. If that's a concern of yours, you really perhaps are being, you know, overly permissive, allowing deadlines to, to slip. I know that we have a procrastination problem in my household. Um, and it's just about those reminders. You keep yourself on a schedule, you lead by example, um, and you have the expectation that your child uh, does the same thing. I know it's difficult. We'll go through it in more detail, perhaps, on a different video. But right now, I just want to get these ideas out there. Uh, slide number two, we have relentless misbehaving child being the bad guy, which could probably go on another slide as well, but we'll talk about that here. A remaining patient with struggling learners, patience, a child and parent frustration and stress, frustration, a pressure to thrive. So these are all sort of um, related in this expectation game. And we know we're working with children. Um, and even in the most well-structured classroom, you have students who misbehave. So we know that if they misbehave in the classroom, they're probably misbehaving at home as well, right? Teachers understand that. We know that. Um, it's no fault of the parent. It's just something that, you know, everybody's personality is different. You can have two siblings, uh, and one it might be a... Um, I'm going to move out of the sun a My top of my dome is getting a bit of a shine. Once one of your children could be the most well-behaved and the next could just be a misbehaving, you know, lazy or, or whatever, whatever adjectives you want to place on that situation. Um, unmotivated. We'll, we'll, we'll use, we'll use those words. Um, prone to distraction. Perhaps we can use those words as well. Um, and how do you how do you deal that with that? Um, how do you deal with the frustration of, of 
of wanting, thinking that your child should be on task, thinking that your child should get a concept, and but they don't. Um, they don't seem to. They require extra pressure from you. How do you deal with that frustration? Um, that's something to think about. Uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the old um, the old expression, the old trick. But really, uh, we, we can talk about these things. But these are some ideas. These are some problems that parents have. I know I have these problems as a parent at home with my child as well. Um, here we have another board with some other ideas. We have adjusting when something isn't working, how to understand, accept that something isn't working, finding curriculum that is the right fit, which we'll call differentiation. Um, so not necessarily. So uh, that idea I think was that uh, they had two children and one one child seemed to thrive under one type of curriculum and the other child wasn't doing quite as well so uh, differentiation between children we have moving at a slower pace than public school uh, that's a matter of expectation that could have gone on the previous slide but I put it here just because I was roughing out these ideas uh, continuous motivation constant adaptation uh, provide positive reinforcement and or remediation we have motivation uh, child accountability and the last one which my head is covering right now is oversight working with students children rather than assume they are working or understanding okay so um, So this is a not necessarily a motivation slide, although it has a lot of that language on it. Um, this is a slide about um, keeping children accountable, and the best way to do that is to work with them, to sit with them. And I know that for a lot of us, uh, sitting next to a student uh, child while they are doing the work um, there are two ways you can go with that. Um, one is that you want to do the work for them. You want to walk them through and be so heavy handed with your help that you're doing the work for them. And that's not setting them up for success. That's, that's actually setting them up with the expectation that someone's going to do the work for them. The other um, response to having to sit next to a child as they are doing the work is that you are you start going through your mind about the other things you could be doing you could be vacuuming that floor you could be washing those dishes um, and the, the, that's that's a temptation you could be working on your own thing whatever that is um, say you are able to work at home during this time you, maybe in your mind you're thinking I should be working for my job um, so that's the second temptation. If you're if you're not directly helping your your child, you should be off doing something more productive. Um, and really, there is a fine balance between those two things. You need to be there if your child needs help, but you can't be such an overbearing help that you're actually doing the work for the child. So 
Uh, there's a balance, and we can talk about that at a, at a later date, but I just wanted to get this information out there, these observations. Uh, the next slide here. Uh, parentified older children, typically daughters. Indoctrination, school withdrawals, and abuse. Now, um, I not only glean this, these, these um, frustrations, these uh, concerns from parents of, 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 of homeschool students, but I also um, took some of these concerns from children who, adult children, um, who had been homeschooled. Um, and so these are definitely concerns. Now, if you're an abusive parent, you know, you're probably not watching this video. You're probably not here, but um, sometimes we can have, um, and, you know, we'll have another slide. We'll talk about this in a minute, but um, children who walk away from this experience and they're not happy with the experience. You know, if you end up, you have your homeschool and you have multiple uh, students, multiple children, and your oldest child is um, doing the work of teaching your younger children, uh, while that has some benefits, you know, the Montessori approach where uh, you have um, older children helping younger children, there are benefits for certain with that um, style of teaching. Um, it's also, you know, that's not their job. Your job as a parent of a homeschool student is to teach your children. And if you're making your children do that work of teaching the younger children, they're going to walk away from that. You know, in the Montessori approach, it's it cycles up. So, you know, you start out in first grade being helped, you move on to second grade, and you take sort of this observational role. You don't need as much help as the first grader, um, and you see third graders, for example, helping the first graders. You, you, you understand that dynamic, and then by the time you're in the third grade, you're able to then help the first graders. And it cycles through that 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 system. If you're an older child in a family, all you are is the helper. You don't have that older sibling to help you. There's no cycle with with that. If you're the youngest child, you're always being helped. You're not cycling through that system. So there's the big difference. And uh, those older children um, are the ones who they walk away from that experience. Um, some of them. I'm assuming, I'm sure, walk away with positive experiences. They, they, they learn how to be nurturing parents themselves from that experience, and they get a good experience from that. But some, obviously, because this was a complaint, walk away with a bad experience. Indoctrination. Um, I know that a lot of people do homeschooling for religious purposes. Um, but if your child walks away feeling like they've been indoctrinated, feeling like they don't want to have anything with the, to do with the church afterwards, is it really the, the best way to go about it? Um, and then school withdrawals, um, you know, we find this where the value of school is uh, 
not appreciated. You know, perhaps chores, perhaps work. Um, I know we have a lot of situations. I worked in a um, continuation school where we have a lot of students who, uh, and the law here is that you cannot drop out until you, you can't leave school until you're 18. So uh, they attempt to, they have to, for family reasons, work. And the attempt is to withdraw from school and in, in the state I'm in, we, we keep them in. We, we make them go at least minimal time. Um, so anyway, if you, you know, now, if you're making your child, if your child has to work to support the family um, and they walk away, it's similar to parentifying children if they walk away thinking that they that, that that's what it is that's what it's about uh, they're not going to be they're not going to have the most happy experience okay let's move on uh, lots of slides on this page but mainly it's about this slide right here that I've highlighted it's about socialization so we have uh, the first slide is socialization slash isolation not being able to connect with others on a cultural level and uh, you know that's a that's a that's a huge concern that people have. That's a huge problem that people seem to have. Uh, students, children, uh, where they walk away from the experience and they try to connect with their peers, and they find they don't get the references, the cultural references. They don't understand what the children are talking about, um, and that's because they've been sheltered from those things. They they haven't had those those conversations with other children and, and they've been sheltered from those things and it's it is a concern it's a thing that if a, your child walks away from the homeschooling process and they're not they're not connecting and they're miserable from it have you really done the best job that you can I, I'm, I'm not sure we have a seeking out playmates that's a, a difficult thing for us who you know I, I know that um, we actually sent our daughter to a preschool, not because she had to go, because I was staying at home at the time, uh, but because she wanted to be around other children. So seeking out playmates is a, uh, is a big challenge for, uh, for us. And we want our, our kids to be, I keep having to move out of the sun. We, we want our kids to be socialized. We want them to work with other kids. Uh, play with other kids, have those relationships. Those are important. Uh, less recognition from outside of the family. So when you're in schools, you know, we have a lot of graduation ceremonies. If you're in sports, you have uh, uh, the opportunity to win trophies. I'd go out for that celebratory pizza after the sporting event. Um, you have drama performances where flowers are thrown up on stage, things like that. And uh, these happen periodically throughout every school year. And if you're at home, you're not experiencing those. So um, that's something that's a form of isolation that uh, homeschool students have, and that's a complaint. We have the ability to participate in school team sports, another socialization issue. We have a smaller group of friends. Um, I know that this is an issue now um, especially with a lot of children 
because of the stay-at-home orders because of the pandemic. Uh, their group of friends are reducing and reducing and reducing because they're not having that time to socialize in the schools and meet new people. It's the people who they were with the last time they were in school and the fact that they're stuck at home. It doesn't matter that social media is available for them. Um, it's more difficult. We have socialization, um, isolation, not being able to connect with others on a cultural level. That's Oh, I, I repeated that slide. I could delete that slide because it's on there twice. Let's do that. We'll move socialization right in there. Um, we have less daily interaction with peer groups and how to find support groups. And either that's for the student or, man, that sun is just relentless, or for the parent as well. If you're at home, if you're at home with your child and you are not in the office how do you meet your peer groups we'll talk about that later but you know it's not just a problem for 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 our children um, but it is a problem for our children and so it's something that we have to think about we have to consider we have to figure out a way and we'll talk about this at a, at a later date I'm sure uh, we have loneliness and fewer awards and ceremonies so that's kind of related to um, that as well. Uh, these are concerns that children of homes, uh, homeschool children, you know, children who were homeschooled, they have and they've shared. And we'll talk about it, we'll figure it out. Uh, slide number six. Broad subject range requires more preparation from parents. Look, if you didn't do good in school, if you didn't do well in school yourself, um, I do good and well. <laughs> If you didn't do well in school yourself, um, you might not have the broad base of understanding uh, that's required to, 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 to teach your, your children. And there are workarounds for this. You know, there's there are curriculums. You can ramp yourself up, get yourself up to speed. But really, it's uh, some. It is that does take time. That takes time. That that preparation takes time. And if you're spending your time four, six, eight hours a day. Uh, working directly with your children. Um, when do you find the time to prepare for that? When do you t find the time to learn that algebra that you're going to teach? Um, choosing an approach and a curriculum. There are a lot of resources out there, but you know, no one puts out curriculum and says it's not the best. You know, oh, Johnny's curriculum is better, uh, but you know, they want you to choose theirs, and so everyone makes promises. Everyone makes um, claims and you've got to go through the weeds you've got to figure it out and that takes time uh, as you can tell this is a slide about time uh, finding curriculum that's the right fit uh, oh we looked at this slide before if you have multiple children um, one might find success with unschooling and the other might require a, uh, a different approach um, so whatever works for the student, you've got to figure that out. It takes time to figure that out. Planning and scheduling, we talked about that before, and there are a lot. This is something that we can talk about uh, sooner than later because I've been looking at this myself. Um, planning and scheduling, there are a lot of tools. I think the digital tools, you know, wonderful time to be alive with these digital tools that we have available to us. We can make these plans and these schedules and 
it's just easier now than ever before. A time reviewing numerous curriculum, I think we've talked about that before, and figuring out and complying with requirements also takes time. Um, there are a lot of people who have websites out, and we'll look at this in the future, who let you know what the requirements are. Um, you can become your own homeschool teacher. You can go through um, a, a program, uh, through a district, uh, things like that. It depends on what state you're in, um, and it might even depend on down to the county and city that you're in. Um, and so that, the, that, that aspect of it is unique to you. You'll have to do your research on that, but you have to do research on that, and that takes time. So, um, time. Let's see, number seven, slide number seven. Um, we have cost. There are a ton of free resources out there, especially if you're doing unschooling. Um, but even if you're not, uh, there's supplemental curriculum. There's so much free so many free resources out there that cost shouldn't be an issue. With that said, um, if you want to avoid spending a lot, then you have to spend a lot of time figuring that out. Uh, typically, that's the trade-off. Um, so here's our cost board, and we have um, spending large amounts of money on learning materials. That's something that if you are in, if your child is in regular school, uh, normally, typically, they're in a classroom that has those materials. They receive those materials either through regular budget or through grant. But they'll through a grant they'll but they'll have those materials they'll have the Bunsen burners in the science lab they'll have the uh, football field to play on um, you might not have those things and if you want those things and you might want some of those things you have to spend money to get them a reduced income because of reduced ability slash availability to work so you know, if you're spending four, six, eight hours a day working with your child and you have a set schedule for that, and I recommend having a set schedule for that, um, that chunk of time you can't be on your computer answering emails for your work. You have to reduce that. You can't be at the office working. You can't be on your side gig driving an Uber. You just can't. You have to be home putting in the time helping your child. And because of that, because of those time constraints, your income is reduced. Uh, fewer resources, technology, uh, you know, that's about spending the money. Um, if you don't, if you choose not to spend the money on those Bunsen burners, well, you don't have those Bunsen burners. So your resources are limited. Uh, computer lab, uh, if you can't afford to have a computer, dedicated computer for your child, you have one computer you have to share, well, that's that's a limited resource for you. And if you can't work as much, that's going to reduce your resources. We have budget tightening and spending. You know, if you're spending money on materials and you can't work, you're going to have to find that money somewhere else. Um, access to equipment, science, we talked about that already, and then lack of facilities, we talked about that. Uh, so, ooh, the next slide, we're almost done here. Slide number eight. Oh, we have a hidden slide, a hidden thing. 
because I couldn't put it behind my head and I could have put it down here, but we'll just nest it right there. Um, first one here, adult peer pressure. Ah, this is, this is my selfish parent slide. <laughs> adult peer pressure from friends or relatives unsympathetic or confused about homeschooling decision. Look, ignore the haters. I guess that's the main point of that. But some people do, you know, obviously find this to be uh, an issue. Less me time for parents. We all want to sit around drinking that big old margarita and, uh, you know, going to Massage Envy and getting a massage. But, you know, that, that time's been reduced because we're sitting next to our child helping them out, helping them learn. Uh, time, this would be the overarching theme of this slide. Uh, continuous motivation. I think we had the slide somewhere else earlier, uh, but continuous motivation. This is you. You have to be there. You have to. You can do it. You're the coach in this situation. You can think of it as you're the teacher. You can think of it as you're the coach. You are providing the motivation to help your child, your student, progress in school. We also have stress, frustration, pressure to thrive. I think we saw this earlier as well. Um, yeah, I think that has to do with the continuous motivation and the less me time. Uh, no breaks. No breaks. This is a this is a lifestyle. There's no breaks. You know, um, you see those commercials where the parents lock themselves in the the, the bathroom and uh, and that's their break. Well, you know, you're a parent. You know what that's like to have no breaks. So, you know. I think that what a lot of parents use breaks is that time when their child is away on campus learning from a teacher. You've outsourced that work, so you have some some time to, and even, you know, some people view this as being at work. You're, you are at work. That's a break from your children. Um, and you don't have that when you're homeschooling, so that's a concern. Stress from taking on the dual role of parent and teacher. Um, it is a dual role. You know, teachers on campus in classrooms, they're uh, parents in absentia. You know, they, they do take on that parent role, but it's obviously different. Um, and being a teacher is different. There, there, there are similar aspects. It's a nurturing um, thing that you're doing as a teacher, but... Uh, it's different than being a parent, for sure. So, uh, when you take on that teacher role, you're adding a, a more stress to your life. We also have a broad subject range requires more preparation from parents. Um, I put that on here. I know we talked about that earlier, um, but that's here because that's also that's something that is a requirement from the parent. If you're not prepared to do that. Um, how successful is your child going to be? Homeschooling, becoming school at home. Um, I put this here because you know, it's, it, it's similar to the parent-teacher. This one right here, stress from taking on the dual roles. Uh, that is a dual role at home. Your home suddenly becomes more than just a home. It becomes a school as well, a classroom as well. And... just becomes this you know, 
this this uh, hamster wheel, this 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 hamster cage, I guess more more likely, where it's these confines, these four walls, this, this trappings of the situation, um, and that can be frustrating. Uh, we have adult peer pressure. Oh, we already talked about that one. Oh, I can delete that slide. Look at that. I think this is the first slide I made, so it has uh, maybe some duplicates in it because I wasn't quite sure of myself when I was making it. Um, and then the last one is child parent frustration. Um, I think we talked about this earlier as well, but there's just that frustration from the whole thing. And um, I imagine that as a parent, that frustration is a concern. All right, so that is my affinity board. That is something that I created based on research that I've done, just tertiary research. This is not by any means a definitive list. Um, you will maybe feel some of these things. You might feel some other things. If you feel some other things, leave a comment. Um, I'm going to try to get better about how I make these videos, when I make these videos. Uh, definitely the audio's messed up because of the traffic flowing through. So I'm going to try to get better at these. But um, if you like this, if you like this sort of general idea thinking through the homeschool process as we all sort of move through this learning at home. Perhaps it's not a traditional homeschool. I know that traditional homeschoolers would have a problem with some of what I'm going to call homeschooling, but um, if you like this content, like, subscribe, even share. Uh, I'm going to try to do more. And I'm going to try to get on to a schedule where I'm doing more. Anyway, thank you for watching. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.